Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Sarah Vittori, who owns Soma Synthesis Studios, where she creates spaces for healing, integration and expansion in various different ways. And Sarah works with people's nervous system and their bodies and supports them to rewire and reprogram patterns of behavior that are getting in their way of just embodying the joy and the ease that we all should have in our lives. Beautiful. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Really excited to be here and be in this conversation. Well, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to host you. Now, can you just expand a little bit more on, you know, where are you today with your with your businesses? And, you know, who is it that you truly love to work with? Sure. Yeah, it's been definitely a winding road of a journey, which which it has for many of many of us solopreneurs here. I am a somatic experiencing practitioner, so I work with people and their bodies and helping them understand their stress physiology and how that can show up and really get in the way um, of actually showing up how we want to be or how we're hoping to be or how our minds feel like we should be, (laughs) but maybe our bodies are not lining up. And I do this variety of ways. So on one track, I'm also a peak performance coach. I work a lot with athletes, performers, and entrepreneurs who are navigating blocks and fears, who are wanting to embody confidence and really show up in a full alignment in their knowledge and power and skill and expertise. And then I also am a somatic coach and I work a lot with high performers and CEO types and small business owners and entrepreneurs and everyday everyday busy humans who are juggling lots of pieces. So we all can feel more ease in our systems, in our bodies, and be able to juggle all the pieces and navigate all the threads um, without overwhelm. Everyone, you can help everyone. If you have a body, (laughs) if you have a body, I want to feel better. And yes. take more control of your situations, your experience. Well, hey, here we go. And that's, I think that's kind of the beauty in the work that you actually do. So what across this, this the wealth of experiences that you have and, and people that you serve, what is it that you find like crumbs time and time again is like the one thing that you have to guide people through or to overcome or have that awareness in terms of, ah, you mean... I have control over this, that this can actually help me. Yeah, such a great question. And I think there are different markers, but immediately what showed up for me when you asked that is we 
have all been so disconnected from our bodies. And so I think foundationally building that awareness around mm. our nervous system communicates in a particular way to us and what happens in our child's childhoods and as we grow is we learn to override those cues, right? How many mm. of us just hold our pee until we're done with the Zoom call <laughs> or, you know, that class or we're not eating because we're busy. And over time, we sort of these patterns stack of ignoring. And so oftentimes when people come to me, there is a very big disconnect between what people know to be true or want to have happen and what's actually showing up in the body. And mm. that can be really confusing. So there are certain signals that show up and a lot of people are not able to know those because as a, as a world really, world really, but particularly I live in the States, so I can speak to the United States, where we live in a culture that's very neck up. We praise intellect from starting at a very early age with school. That's really the focus. We're not teaching our youth about how to listen to their bodies and honors what's showing up. We want people to smile and, you know, do the things that they quote unquote should do or need to do. And that really was my story was a perfectionist and really only could identify the right way and the wrong way growing up mm. and didn't realize I could have opinions and feelings and emotions separate from my parents. And so a lot of the people that come to me start with sort of that, that separation of, okay, I want this, I know I could feel this way and I want to feel this way, but my body is not letting me. Um, mm. And that could be they're getting sick a lot or they're um, breaking down after they've had a big workshop or after they put themselves out visibly. That could mean they're dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety and worry or negative thinking and doubts before they're stepping into going live on Facebook or speaking on a podcast or in a workshop. So there's always sort of that disconnect. And it starts really with helping people learn really foundationally. It's really basic. We should really be teaching this to youth and there's one thing oh, we that could I, say that about so many different aspects of so modality. Things, but this to but, me is like how we're wired, right? Like this is the foundational wiring of our organism. This is what dictates our behavior. And so yeah. for me, this feels like the, the key piece that's missing for so many of us around, you know, anxiety. Like we don't have an anxiety problem. We have a, a lack of education around how our physiology actually works and if we feel overwhelmed that's going to produce a feeling or sensations in the body of like quote-unquote anxiety so there are lots of sort of those foundational threads that feel really important that are left out of the conversation a lot of the times so. yeah and let's, let's bring this into the, the this sort of the world of the entrepreneur because mm -hmm. oh my gosh it is i think as you said it's so easy to get inside your head and yes. there are you know, mindset coach after mindset coach thinking about your thoughts, your behaviors, your stories, your promises, all these things. That's one aspect. The affirmations that we bring into play. Yes, they have a place. Absolutely. However, if you don't feel that yes. it's true, if you make that connection, now we're taking the, the dual aspect of the body and the mind. So with this aspect, you say there's disconnection. There's a confusion coming through the thoughts over here, 
but our body in this physical realm is like, hey, I'm freaking the fuck out. What's going on? So it's balancing these aspects that we tend to have potentially normalized this situation. And with these thoughts and these fears that are suppressed and then pushed into our body, the body holds on to so much. So what's for people to take that step into this somatic area to be able to understand if you just contain the body as one central source Mm. focus on that for a while what are the telltale signs what would you say are the the triggers or the the whispers to listen out to which says hey you've forgotten the 80 percent which is your body rather than just the 20 which is the mind yes oh great question so In order to identify what might be off, we have to know what our body feels like when we're what I would call grounded or at baseline. And so what I start with with folks is really helping people learn what that feels like physically in your body. So we have to start to recognize, you know, when I'm centered, when I'm feeling good, when I'm at rest, when I'm in joy, what does that feel like? That has a particular embodiment pattern, I would call it, right? Like when I'm excited, like my face lights up and my shoulders might get back and down and and I feel really excited. If I'm feeling like shame or sad, my shoulders are going to roll in. I'm going to go more inward. So in order to notice the ways that my body might be whispering or yelling, (laughs) I have to be aware of what health looks like in my body. Our bodies are wired to assess where the danger or the bad is. And so we're prone to be in those negative thoughts. That's a survival response. That's our system is trying to sort out what's wrong and fix it. Even if it's a story, even if it doesn't mean anything, even if it's not true. If Everything everything is just a story. We all make this stuff up. It's like, that's irrelevant. There's no such thing as truth. We say this so much and it's so interesting but back to back to your point there i want to put something actual and tangible straight into this um this episode with i I can't remember where i heard it and i want to give credit where where it's due but i can't remember so someone help me out here but the point is when we we hold ourselves you want to see what's the base level where are we when we feel good where are our shoulders how are we standing where's our head what what is our facial expression if we hold our chest out and stand up and head up and smile and then say the thing we're supposed to say, our body's like, I remember this being good. This situation must be good. Therefore, we're going to create this. Starts to focus the mind in that way. So you can't be in this experience of negativity or worry when you have the pose and the smile. And hold your demeanor. So I think your point about what's that base level? And you right. can have that base level for just pause, normal, happiness, joy, yeah, excitement. Confidence. If you can manipulate, and there's a strong word, if you can manipulate your body to engineer this emotion, this feeling, how much role could that play in allowing you to think and explore and actually get in that frequency from a, a brainwave perspective. Yeah, really interesting. Love being in this conversation. Yes, and right. Like, I think there are two pieces to this. I think it is really important and it can be a really potent tool in order to shift energy and change our frequency. And mm. uh, instead of, 
use the word manipulate, alchemize, <laughs> change, um, make into something different. And if the body is sensing danger while I'm trying to do that, that's going to win. So it's the twofold of learning the patterns, learning how to show up, mm. learning how to turn that on, right? I talk about that a lot, you know, before you speak as an entrepreneur, before you're going into a connection call with someone, a potential business connection, right? Turning on your most confident self or your entrepreneur, I call it for my athlete, your Olympic self right? Turning that on and acting as if, right? Fully embodying, making your shoulders go back because you know that that's how mm. it feels when you're confident, right? All of that can be such a potent tool to, to shift fear, to move fear. If the fear is rooted in past, I'll use the trauma word, past trauma or upsetting experiences or things that are rooted in other kinds of a deeper hold in your nervous system, that mm. might not be enough. And then you have to kind of address the actual fear, the sensations of fear and help your nervous system move through that process that so that then you can act as if, turn it on and embody mm. embody those sensations you want to feel. Yeah. And it's, I think it's super important to understand the, the right thing for, for you personally, because you've, you've got different situations, you've had different experiences than I do. Therefore, yes. there's different triggers, there are different weights, Absolutely. there's different neuro pathways that are linked together, which yours may not be linked. Mine might be two, these two things are linked. So therefore, it's understanding how, and it comes through, I guess, experimentation, and maybe a bit of fun and play with what's the right thing for me? What's going to get myself away from fear, get away from that kind of sensing danger? It might be slightly different from you. We're grounded in the same body, but we all have a different way to, I don't know, play this instrument. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, we different ways to play the instrument and there are certain set ways that our nervous system functions and operates, right? And it is, it's about learning your nervous system and learning your unique responses and learning what your default responses are. Mm. I'm married to a very fiery Italian man. His default emotion for everything is anger, <laughs> zero to 10, without a question. I, on the other hand, grew up in a family where there was no anger. My parents worked really hard to make sure there was no anger. I mean, there was anger under the surface of things, but mm -hmm. that emotion for me is not where I go. That I've had to learn how to connect to that has been really frozen and shut down for me. And so that has been my learning. So yeah. really getting to learn your nervous system and what the specific patterns you have so that then, right, we can learn those strategies and things that are going to work for our unique system. Um, yeah. And that's really where the awareness building comes in, right? We have to be aware of what's going on inside our bodies, inside our minds in order to do anything differently. We have to know that first in order to make choices for change. Mm, love that. So I want to take all of this because mm -hmm. Crumbs, with your wealth of knowledge and how to apply it to so many different situations and different people. That means, of course, you're completely fixed. You have no challenges, no problems. <laughs> you can control yourself. You are just this, this angel creature of business just flying through everything, right? That's the way it works, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is always super interesting. because So 
with even though you have this wealth of knowledge, what are the things that seem to that come up for you? Where is your areas that you have to look and say, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe sometimes you know too much. Maybe it's yeah. I know all this stuff, but mm -hmm. the application for oneself is always slightly different from from coaching and guiding. So, where is it that you find yourself having to focus, or maybe sometimes you fall down on, even yeah. though it's like I know this stuff. Right. What goes right. on there? Yeah, great question. For me, it always comes down to creating the space for myself so that I can be in the integration of emotions, the processing of emotions, where mm. I loop into the same pattern. My my pattern and my default is to override, is to not listen to my body. It's why I, I was a guidance counselor in a high school for many years. And it's why I left my job. I had all these autoimmune illnesses that had stacked up in my system because I had spent year, I mean, my whole life basically ignoring my emotions and ignoring what my system was trying to say. And mm. so now, although I'm a completely different person, I would say than I was 10 years ago, that cycle of repeat for me or the similar flavors that spiral back around is the space and creating a space so that I'm not shoving my emotions. Because mm. I do think as entrepreneurs, there are, and, and busy ones, ones that are, you know, families and for me with homeschooling on top of things, there's there are times where we're overriding. There are times where we do have to push through. For me, yeah. having my kids home all the time, there are times where I'm masking. I'm not raging out at my teenager because he didn't shut the lights off for the ninth time. I'm shoving that a little bit and then saying, hey, dude, would you mind shutting the light off? Right. I'm not screaming, but I'm shoving that internal initial response. And so mm. when do that, we have to create spaces in order for things to move through and process. That looks so different for everybody. That can be a workout. For me, I love to dance and move my body or do the melt method, which is a modality working with our connective tissue. So they're all going for a walk, painting, moving the energy in some way. And so for me, when I'm dancing, sometimes I cry, sometimes I scream, sometimes I'm shaking, and I don't necessarily make the connection of what thing I'm processing. I'm just letting my body have a little space alone without my mm. kids. And oh, that, yeah, that go moment ahead. There. It's, it's kind of beautiful because I think we don't have to make sense of everything. Sometimes yeah. things yes. don't make sense. And sometimes I, I truly believe that it's not this isn't language it's not words there's right. an interesting concept because if you say that you don't know what what emotion you're processing or what conditional experience came from it doesn't matter because right. that's exactly. not verbal therefore it's just the feeling and yes. to make sense of it well then you go back into your brain now you're trying to put more logic onto it which like absolutely. that's the absolute point of what you're trying not to do so For i sure. love that you, you found all these different ways to not cope but manage mm. to actually to bring these things in and, and reveal them because yes. sounds like this line of work is crumbs this is not coincidence to have the the upbringing that you did real top level with yeah. you know the no anger we suppress which oh i i i'm sure that came from a beautiful place it was, sure. it was trying to be such a but it has an implication absolutely and then, 
and with the work that you did, having to push it down, having to be able to do the job you did, pushing it down, and to marry a fiery character. <laughs> it's all these 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 contradictions, these um, oh, yeah. these different areas that sort of come into place. So you've kind of seen the wealth, seen the variety, seen the the law of of, of flow and of balance that come into play and see the, the, the two different areas. As you put all this stuff together and as you build your business to serve you know, other people, what is it like for for that next level for you? What is it like as you take those next steps into the new unknown and with the challenges, the experiences that are going to come and fuel even more for you? Yeah, love that question. So we were chatting a little bit before we started around sort of like my vision or what's been up in my business and, you know, a very long-term goal of my husband and I has been to get him home full-time so he can do more of the homeschooling so I can have more space for my business and really sink into supporting my family in that, in that full way. So I'm very proud of myself about three and a half, four years into my business, he went down a day. So he only works four days, October, he's going down to two days. So this has been really exciting and a challenge between the two of us. And for me, in my expansion, and that's really the goal right now in my business is how can I be bringing in more money so that we can have the lifestyle that we want to be having that would be most generative for our kids and the two of us. And also so I can serve more people because that just feels really important to me. And in this expansion, when we think sometimes with entrepreneurship, right, we have to do more and more if we're going to sort of make more money. And for me, it's how much less can I do to make more money? How much more space can I take just mm. for myself without my business? And when I do those things, this year, I made a commitment to myself to go away four weekends, one each quarter, no business, go away by myself. I have never done that before. And I've had crazy expansion in my business, uh, which has been so fun. And so for me, as I'm in expansion, it's where can I have support? Because as I'm getting bigger, I need more on the back end. I need my husband's mm. help. I need my somatic practitioner. I need my chiropractor. I need my business. Like there are certain built-in supports that are there where we can get into fear sometimes I think with support around spending money or, you know, and the return, et cetera. But for me, doubling down on those spaces of support for myself and mm. alone spaces for myself are what's fueling this expansion. And Going back to your point about, you know, what patterns are up, you know, for me, I know when I start to feel run down, when I hurt myself, that's a huge thing. My I hurt myself in weird ways. I fall, I bash something, I misjudge spatially where the hallway angle is, right? And then whack my shoulder. When those things start happening for me, they're signs, oh, where are your spaces this week? Like, do you have alone time? Those are the those are the signals I've learned over the years that when I ignore mm. them, I'm then sick for a week, or I then throw my back out, or you know that puts me. At, I'll do things that then require me to take space and slow down. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the, the self fulfilling prophecy. Those <laughs> things that if you don't take, your boys like, hey, okay, so you miss the awareness, and then maybe your knee goes or your hand hurts. Like, yes. hey. 
guys, we're not getting her attention. Okay, what can we do? Put the back out. The back will go nuclear. That'll get her attention. Yeah. So yeah. if we play with our body, the, the body is always here to be like, hey, I'm trying to guide you here. But yeah. for some reason, you're you're being too logical. Hold on. How do we get your attention? So I love that. that and here's the contradiction. As you expand, as you want more, mm. actually what you're saying is, how can I do less? Yes. Now that is illogical, but that's the way it works. Uh -huh. So, and by doing less, you're taking on more guidance, coaches, resources, availability, more awareness with, with yourself. So it is that, there's the balance. There's the juggling act of more yeah. versus less. Where is more? And where is less? Yes. And how do these things kind of fit together? And it's a choose your adventure. You can have Absolutely. more work and more money. You can have less work and more money. Yeah. So if both are true, how do you go about doing it in the right way for for you? There's the there's the question. It's always a question. Absolutely. And I it's trial and error, as you're saying, right? It's like choosing a path for a bit and feeling it out and allowing you know, your body to speak as you make those choices. Like this year with my weekends away, it was an experiment. It was me saying and committing like, hey, if I commit to this, like, let's see what happens. Can you get really excited about having these weekends? For me, going away has been equally as important as just seeing the space on my calendar. Like that, that has been life-saving in moments of knowing that I'm going to have that time away, being able to look forward to that, knowing the dates, those yeah. kinds of things. So it's picking something that resonates and following it until it's not working anymore and then shifting and trying something different. I think we can get as entrepreneurs or running businesses get really caught up in the one way or finding that like one thing that you have to like stick to and you get to change your mind if it doesn't feel like it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hiring process. You've got to yeah. make sure you hire the right people. But if they're the wrong people, get rid. You need to make sure yeah. the energy is right within your business, with your clients, with your marketing, with the work that you do, with how you're managing yourself. Beautiful. I love the way it's all this fits in together. Sarah, thank you so much for being here, for sharing you know, behind the scenes and what it's like for you as you juggle crumbs, as you go through all this yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And if people want to find out more about, about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah. So my websites are a great place to, to check me out. My somatic coaching website is saravittori.com. And you'll find I have a blog on there that I've been writing for seven years. So there's just lots of free information. Um, my podcast, Multidimensional Transmissions, is on there where I'm interviewing multifaceted folks doing lots of neat things in the world. That that's there, saravittori.com. And my peak performance website for athletes or performers is peakperformwithsara.com. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone go and check that out if you're curious. And thanks again for being here. And thanks for, for playing along. Yeah, thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how... 
our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.